there's one person we really need to thank for all the hours of volunteer service that she set up for us. You may remember in September we had, we volunteered, I know close, well over 120 students went out and volunteered in the month of uh, September, and I think it was around October 7th or October 8th, I called Talia and said, we have students that want to commit for the school year, we want to have a, just ignore what's happening right now. We want to have uh, a couple of groups want to serve meals. We wanted to start an art therapy group that Chris Abelli was going to lead. We just had gone to a Target or somewhere and bought a whole bunch of games because we were going to have game night. I think that was like on October 7th or 8th. And the very next day, the news came down that uh, the bridge has been closed. But um, to me personally, and I think to many in this community, the opportunity that God gave us to serve out on Long Island was a spiritual renewal to my own soul and to this community. And uh, so I'm just grateful to God for that. And uh, but I'm also grateful for that God uses people that serve there and work there. And so can we just thank Talia Leeds as she comes for all her help that she's given us? So as you know, the, as you know, the, the bridge is shut down. And if you go down and run on Quincy Shore Drive, you'll see half the bridge is gone. And uh, we'll be walking through the campus. And all of a sudden, we're hearing explosions. And you know they're blowing up the bridge. But we are trying to, they are trying to replace the beds. And so Talia still is the volunteer coordinator, though not on Long Island. But I wanted her to share with us some volunteer opportunities that will be available to us when we get back in the fall. So how can we help you? How can we help Boston's Homeless uh, and other organizations next fall when the students return? Well, first of all, is this working? Yes. Um, thank you guys so much. I really, the thank you does not go to me. It's to all of you for your dedication, especially through all of this turmoil and the craziness that's happened since October 8th. I can't believe it was, yeah, it was just the day before that uh, we had been furiously planning all of these activities. So um, thanks for sticking with us. We're really excited to get everyone re-engaged and um, working with our guests and our clients. Um, we have some new homes, so to speak, in the works. So we have our new, brand new shelter at 112 Southampton, which is down downtown Boston, sort of in the South End area, as well as the Woods Mullen Shelter. I was just telling uh, President McGee that um, the Woods Mullen Shelter will be an all-women's shelter once the transition is complete, um, and 112 Southampton, all-male. So that might be an interesting way to think about um, volunteer opportunities. We also have our um, community reentry program in Mattapan that I'm... We were going to be doing some work with them. I'd really love to get some students engaged there. Um, it's a beautiful new site on River Street. Um, not, it's not too far from here. Not too bad. Um, I think for, for all of these opportunities, I think a great way to think about how we can get involved is for one person to serve as sort of the expert. Um, for instance, the art therapy we were going to be getting started. Um, or perhaps there's you know someone that's a writer in the crowd that wants to share that talent. So, you know, one person to be the expert and then to gather a couple of friends, a couple of students to join with them in a small group to engage our client population. What often happens is we have a small group of clients or guests that participate. So I think small groups of volunteers is a great way to go. And I think um, to, to get started with engagement, another service we had going was the weekly meal service. So I think to, to maintain that as a way for students to kind of filter through and, and meet the guests and clients that we're working with and, and start off slowly that way to kind of learn more about what we do. And then from there, I think oftentimes people will have this aha moment where they realize, you know what, this is really how I want to give back. And, you know, this person really stood out to me, and this is their need, and, and this is how I want to participate. So we're definitely open to creativity, but I think um, 
again, I'd love to get some students out in Mattapan, anyone that's around this summer, and then, again, I think in the fall will be perfect timing to, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a new beginning for students, and it'll be a perfect timing for us to have a new beginning with our programs. We'll finally be set up and ready to really, to really receive the help that everyone has been so eager to give us. So thank you all so much. Yeah. So can we thank Talia again for being with us this morning? So I wanted, thank you, Talia. I wanted her to share just so again, keeping in mind for next semester when you come back, there'll be ways to serve. So be thinking and praying about that. Well, we love to partner with different, different groups. We work better together when we partner together. And so not only have we partnered with Boston, Boston's Housing Commission, uh, we also have partnered with Common Cathedral, uh, or Common Art, uh, a program out of Common Cathedral. Let me tell you a little bit about Common Cathedral. Common Cathedral, also known as Ecclesia Ministries, is an outdoor congregation, housed and unhoused, sharing God's love through community, pastoral care, creative expression, and worship on Boston Common. And uh, they meet throughout the year on Boston Common. Um, and worship together there. Common Cathedral serves as an important community for people experiencing homelessness and for faith communities who want to be supportive, who want to be in supportive relationship with unhoused individuals and their friends. Common Cathedral welcomes everyone to participate fully in our worship and extend hospitality. So uh, I'd encourage you, if you'd like to visit this congregation right on Boston Common, it's easy. You just get off the red line at Park Street, and they worship uh, right there on Sunday mornings. But they also have a ministry within Common Cathedral called Common Art, and I'm excited to have several artists with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about Common Art. Common Art takes place each Wednesday at Emmanuel Episcopal Church in Boston. On an average day, anywhere from 40 to 75 homeless and low-income persons caught, uh, come together, and with the support and encouragement of our artists and residents and pastoral staff, they create. A team of vol- uh, they create. A team of volunteers work with community members to serve lunch and provide companionship and support. Artists are encouraged to participate in local art shows as well as join out on field trips like today and local art exhibits. The Common Art Leadership Team, comprised of staff, community, and volunteers, meets weekly to chart the course and mission of the program. You're going to meet some of those artists in a moment. They're going to show you some of their artwork and tell you what inspires them. But also today at 2 o'clock in the library, there'll be time for question and answer where some of their art will be displayed. But I'm going to ask Heidi Lee to come at this time. She's uh, the director of the Common Art Program. Will you please welcome Heidi Lee this morning? So Heidi, just, uh, we're going to meet some of the artists in a moment, but uh, first tell us a little bit about the program, other than what I've already shared, and anything you'd like to share before we get to meet the artists today. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Heidi. Um, so for those of you who are new to Common Art, Common Cathedral, um, let me tell you a brief story. On the summer of 1994, um, Reverend uh, Deborah W. Little began meeting the homeless, um, with the homeless in the streets of Boston, offering sandwiches, uh, friendship, and referrals. From that simple beginning, um, Common Cathedral um, and Common Art has evolved into an ecumenical church community that engages the homeless, service providers, clergy, seminarians, artists, professionals of all kinds in activities um, that work to meet the physical, social, emotional, and spiritual needs of the homeless and their friends in Boston. Um, We have become the church community of the unhoused and their friends, and you are part of us. So there are four main programs under... um, Ecclesia Ministries. So we have the outdoor ministry where our staff and pastors take time to be present on the street and meeting new people, checking in with their congregation members. Um, Common Cathedral, where we serve lunch and um, there is worship service in the Boston Common every Sunday, rain or shine, right by the fountain, uh, I believe it's at 1 p.m. 
every Sunday, um, and City Reach, a weekend bo- for, in Boston for house congregations to learn about homelessness in Boston directly from those who have experienced it. And then we have Common Art. Through leadership um, and self-expression, community members gain self-confidence and experience God's grace. Uh, for many Common Art members, art is a way of life. Uh, for others, it's a new discovery. But for all, art is passion and expression. It is life-affirming, a defiant or gentle yes in the face of stigma and constant struggle with poverty and homelessness. And I share with you the, those four main programs because we are um, through the week. We are constantly meeting with those who are unhoused and their friends, um, not just um, a one-day, one-time um, program. So, um, as your relationship with us deepens, um, we invite you to come to a Sunday worship, and you will hear deeper stories of uh, stories of. Um, those choosing to sleep on the common because it is safe for them to shelter, of those uh, struggling to stay sober and how it feels to be out of control, of getting kicked out the door at 4 a.m. every morning because the delivery truck has arrived, of being a part of common art, choosing to create, choosing to believe in the good news. So here the person who comes to common art and says, I came for the art and stayed for the love. Here are the good news. It is when someone um, who has come to lunch every Sunday but stays for the first time service hear the good news. It is when house communities like yours invite us to be present and share our gifts hear the good news. And so I'm going to now um, introduce a couple of the artists. Um, Matthew Works is um, a common artist. He's actually one of the founders of Common Art. And, um, you know, he does a lot of... um, beautiful conceptual pieces, but particularly he um, has built a church, an actual church that is about maybe three feet high, and I don't think he brought it today, but um, we'll hear from Matthew right now. Please welcome Matthew. We spoke with Matthew early, and he was sharing me a little bit of his story, and he actually is really one of the founders of Common Art, and what year did you say that was, Matthew, 1990? Seven? Uh, well, I became homeless in 97. You became homeless in 97. And I made something in 98. And that got... I became homeless in 1997. But I realized that words are not enough to convey the horrors of homelessness or the profound connection that homelessness has to the gospel in that Jesus himself was homeless. So I realized I needed to make something. I needed to make something to help illustrate the points I was trying to get across to people. So I made a church out of cardboard. I coated it with white laser paper and with a black ink pen I wrote words all over it. A lot of it are passages from scripture talking about how Jesus was homeless and in need of refuge at various times throughout his life. On the front doors of the church that I made, I wrote, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And I tell people, the words of Jesus are so beautiful, they're so welcoming, they're so inviting. But on the handles of the doors of the front of the front of the church that I made, I put a big, real, heavy metal lock. Because that is what homeless people are experiencing nowadays in relation to homeless, in relation to churches. We are left out and locked out. 
And so I made this church, and it was a huge hit. People started calling me an artist. Even the people that were running Common Cathedral seemed to like it, and they came up to me eventually and said, Matthew, we're seeing how much attention you're getting with your artwork, so we're, we're thinking of starting up an art program for the homeless. If we were to do that, what would you envision such a program looking like? So I described it to them, and that's what common art turned out to be. And it's been going on now for 16 or 17 years. Wow, that is incredible. Yes, thank you. That was beautiful. All right. Uh, Matthew and I discussed what questions to, to ask, and he's come prepared, but that was, you just, that was beautiful, what you just shared. So I, he was nervous, has it all written out. But there's one question he, will, he, he does want to answer. Why is common art important to you? Well, besides the fact that I happen to be one of the two original homeless artists of common art who were instrumental in getting common art started, And therefore, besides the fact that common art is important to me for that reason, I would say that common art is important to me because the mere fact that common art has existed and that it has been functioning so well throughout all these 15 or 16 years provides people in general with a great example, indeed a great vision of what churches can be today. That is to say, The fact that churches are not merely places of worship. Churches can be and are so much more than that. Churches are places where life occurs, where creativity occurs, where healing occurs, where community occurs, where people of diverse backgrounds are invited to gather within the safe walls and under the protective roof of God's house, the house of the Lord the house that provides refuge, shelter, and sanctuary to anyone in need of such, where even a poor homeless person is welcome to come in so as to get in out of the rain, the snow, the heat and humidity of summer, and create things. That's the ideal on which common art is based. In my opinion, it hasn't been living up to the original ideal, at least not fully. That is, it has begun to slip and to deteriorate somewhat, to some extent, but it is still there. It still exists. It's there for anyone who might be called by the Holy Spirit to come along and volunteer to help and to make sure that it lives up to the original ideal. Common art also happens to be just a few blocks away from the finish line of the Boston Marathon. And as you know, the 119th annual running of the Boston Marathon just took place just two days ago. And again, as you know, an act of terrorism was perpetrated near the finish line two years ago. That was at the 117th annual running of the Boston Marathon. Think about that a minute. A time-honored tradition, a tradition that had been going on here in Boston every year for over 100 years. Well, imagine if, after that act of terrorism... What if the authorities that organize the marathon every year had come out with a statement saying, we're very sorry, but we simply cannot have a marathon here in Boston next year or any other time in the future. It's simply too dangerous. We cannot provide enough security to be able to guarantee the safety of the runners and the spectators. So the 118th annual running of the Boston Marathon is hereby canceled. 
Can you imagine if such an announcement as that had been issued? I believe the people of Boston would never have accepted that. I believe they would never have allowed that to happen. To allow that time-honored tradition to be broken by some act of terrorism. For to do so would be like handing a victory over to the terrorists. It would be like surrendering to them. It would be like surrendering to fear. I believe the people of Boston would insist on running the marathon with or without any guarantee of security. Well, let me tell you about another tradition. A tradition that had been going on not for 100 years, but for 1,970 years. The time-honored tradition of the church being a place of refuge, shelter, and sanctuary, and thus open to anyone in need of such. Churches used to be open. I'm old enough to remember the days when churches were open all the time. But then suddenly, sometime in the late 60s and early 70s, churches started being locked up more and more. That almost 2,000-year-old tradition was broken. Where was the outcry? How could such a thing as that have been allowed to happen? Common art is really all about getting churches to get back to being open all the time, the way they used to be, the way they are supposed to be. I want to say one more thing if I have time. In the first year that I was homeless, one of the homeless members of Common Cathedral, his name was Jose. He was found on Boston Common one day in December 1997, and he had frozen to death throughout the night. Jose froze to death on Boston Common, which is surrounded by churches, all of which lock their doors at night. So with him in mind, I ended up doing something I had never done before. I sat down and I wrote a song, which I used to sing at Common Cathedral. Until a homeless friend of mine, who was a real musician, told me one day, Matthew, I don't think it's so much a song that you wrote. It's more like a psalm. And I think the words are so important, and it's important for people to really hear what you're saying, that maybe you should just recite it. So ever since then, I used to just recite it. Although in the back of my mind, I always wondered if that was his polite way of saying I don't have a good singing voice. <laughs> this is what I wrote. Jesus was homeless. And so were Peter and Paul. How can the churches then lock their doors on the least among us all? What you do to the least of his brothers and sisters you do to the Son of God. And should one of these least ones freeze to death, it's because your heart has grown hard. If store 24 can be open for 24 hours a day, then how can the body of Christ on earth turn anybody away? In truth, there are no excuses for the poor to be treated this way. If only the churches were open only the churches would open their doors, homelessness could be ended today. God wants us to respond with compassion to the plight of the homeless and poor. So come on, all you bishops and all of you priests, first your hearts, and then open those doors.
I know we didn't get that on video, but I sure hope we got that on audio because that was very, very powerful that we need to make sure we share with others. Thank you. Don't forget what you heard this morning as you go back into your churches to serve. Well, now uh, we've heard from the, one of the founders of the program, and now let's uh, hear from some of the artists. I believe Dante is going to come at this time and uh, share with us some of his work. And uh, so can you please welcome Dante this morning? So Dante, you can uh, speak into this mic right here. And um, one of the questions uh, I wanted to ask you that we had gone over earlier today, so tell us uh, what inspires your artwork before you show it to us today. What, what inspires your artwork? Mm. My thematic pretty much is lighthouses, meeting houses, and playhouses. Um, lighthouses are beacons. Um, I was blessed with a little bit of talent. And um, oh, for a good part of my life, I had a real job and um, raised a family. And when I thought they didn't need me anymore, I decided to have only one boss. And um, so I just, you know... Um, Again, followed through. Um, I found Common Art after coming up here from uh, Key West, where I was a housed artist, um, making money only on my artwork. Came to Boston and found out that this community was way more exclusive, way more expensive than you know resort areas where I've lived in the past. And uh, so I stumbled. You know, we all have our causes. And um, I stumbled into common art um, as a refuge, a place to paint. However, I was selling my work on the street. I called it a street ministry. And as I became successful in Boston, I, for the past four, four and a half years or something like that, I've given back as a volunteer to common art as their curator and half the time whatever else they need. <laughs> You know, I, I try to support Heidi, Mary, the whole program, the other artists, um, because giving back, you know, it's, we all should be you know, yeah. supporting each other right. through this path that we're on. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Can you show us, can you, do you have time to show us uh, some of your art? And some of the art that you'll see today, just so you know, uh, we, uh, as a way to support the artists, the Office of Spiritual Development uh, has purchased some of the art, and that uh, you can then uh, purchase it from us, which will go towards uh, the water well uh, in Haiti. And uh, they are going to just show probably one or two pieces today, and then again this afternoon, if you can make it to the library at 2 o'clock, you can see more of their art. But uh, Dante is going to choose one piece for us this morning and uh, tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about it. Meeting house. Dante, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here this morning. Again, the artists will be available here after chapel if you want to chat with them. If you can't make it to the library at 2, then we're all having lunch together in the calf, so feel free to welcome them and have, come up and have conversation with us or show them where the ice cream is. That's an important component, you know, to... Uh, the, uh, the uh, um, cafeteria experience. I'd also like to invite up now Katerina. Katerina is with us this morning, and uh, one of the artists have been attending Common Art for quite some time, and she's going to come up and share her art with us. Can you welcome Katerina?
You sure? And so, uh, Katerina, we spoke before um, the chapel began this morning. So tell us a little bit about what inspires you as an artist. Yeah, yeah and he's going to help you out there. Okay. <laughs> wow. First, I'd like to say thank you very much for having us. It's really an honor to be here. Um, so as far as my artwork, I think what it inspires me is... Uh, um, the feminine energy, uh, sacred feminine energy, and just beauty at large in the world. Um, and uh, being homeless um, is a very difficult experience to go through. And a lot of the time, I think we tend to lose touch which what, with what's beautiful in the world. Um, and also, um, what's beautiful in ourselves. And I think um, the process of creating is like a meditation that hooks us back into um, what's beautiful in ourselves and allows us then to see the beauty that's out there in the world. So I think that's my inspiration. And tell us what what common art means to you. Yes, so common art um, has just been such a fabulous experience for me. I actually came from an upper-middle-class background. Um, I left home early. I married early. So I struggled a bit raising a family as a single mother, but pretty much had a normal life until three years ago when I lost my job, um, and no one would hire me. Eventually, I ran out of money, became homeless. It was a a very traumatic uh, realization. Um, I had stopped creating any art and um, was pretty miserable. One day I um, happened upon common art through a friend, Dante, uh, brought me in um, and walked into this beautiful community of artists and homeless people. Um, And the room was just filled with love and life. um, And I was able to uh, get materials to, again, uh, start creating. Um, And I just can't express what what an important, really, meditation it is for me um, and how healing it is to be able to create. And so I'm so grateful that the program exists. But even beyond that, just the community um, uh, and the love that's shared there and the support that's there um, is beyond what you would think available uh, for, for a group of people in crisis, I think. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank so you. much for being here. Thank you. Again, she'll be available afterward to speak to. And I believe Frank is going to come at this time. And uh, Frank's going to share with us. And so let's give Frank a warm welcome. And Frank and I chatted before chapel, and uh, he's going to show his piece here in a minute. But first, he was going to answer the question, what inspires you as an artist? The guy upstairs pretty much inspires me. I get stuck. I go outside. I look up. I say, what? Now, God, help me with this one. And I usually get an answer. You know? Too much pink, dude. Take some of that pink out of there. (laughs) Put another tree in. What's the matter with you? I really do, really. And I want to thank you all for having us today. It's a great experience for all of us. Thank you so much. Show us uh, what you've brought to, for us this morning and share some of your work with us today. And tell us a little bit about it, if you will, Frank. Uh, actually, actually, this piece took me like 40 hours to do. I put a lot of time and effort into this one. But it's kind of cool. And somebody said, my, I will become famous for my art. I said, I just hope it's before I die or go mad. You know? <laughs> but it's kind of cool. I, I like it. I like common art because it's very chaotic at times. 
And a friend of mine came in and said, how could you paint in this place? It's so crazy in here. I said, I like the chaos, though. Mm. I really do. That's a beautiful piece. Thank you so I much, Frank. Let's thank Frank this morning and for being here. And Bryant, I believe Bryant's going to come at this time. So can we welcome Bryant this morning to chapel? And Brian and I also spoke, and he said he did want to answer the question, what inspires you in art, as an artist? And then he'll uh, share with us a little bit about his work. Good afternoon. How's everyone doing? First, as far as what inspired me to join Carmenite, that young lady right there, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have Carmenite. She is Carmenite. And Picasso would have been proud to paint her. <laughs> as far as why did I join Carmenite, quite a few years ago, I did the worst thing I could ever do. I got married. <laughs> oh, you got kidding that? <laughs> I've been married for 16 years. And I won't tell you what happened to my ex-wife, or my late wife, should I say. But Carmenite also helped me to continue a family tradition of making what I'm wearing. I make capes. And, oh, trust me, there's another one there, and I've got more in my bag, too. I don't necessarily just make them for a living. I make them because I can. From what I've been told by other people, I'm darn good at what I do. You be the judge. <laughs> and also, even though I'm bad at names, a young lady over there in the yellow blouse, what's her name? Talia. Ah, Talia. I have a response to your question about writers. I didn't just smoke for a living, you know. <laughs> I'm also a writer. I write for a magazine called The Pilgrim. It's out of Boston. We meet every Tuesday morning, 9.30 to 10.30. Where do you meet? We meet at St. Paul's Church, second floor conference room. And I'm giving everyone in this room a personal invitation to join us. If we don't have room, we'll make room. Trust me, I've been writing for that magazine for the past two and a half years. So far, I've already written a couple of articles such as The World is My Home, Your World versus My World, in my opinion, and the list goes on. At the suggestion of my editor, I've also started two books. One of them is Your World versus My World, in my opinion. I let my editor come up with, my, with the titles. I just do the articles, and I have fun at it. We supply the coffee, you supply yourself. As far as that cape there, and this one here, before the day is over, they're going to be sold. Can <laughs> we thank Brian this morning for being here? If you think I'm kidding, try me. <laughs> I, um, 
I want the orange one. I'm just calling dibs now. I want the... All right. One final artist I would like to bring up this morning is... Uh, could Rich come up at this point? Um, there he is. All right. Can we please welcome Rich this morning? Now, Rich, tell us a little bit about, about your artwork and why common art, what, what common art means to you. Um, I do mostly um, portraits and um, common arts. Common art means a lot, you know. Came home about two years ago, about the same time the, um, the Boston bombing thing happened. I think just like at that time, everything was um, in the news and like a lot of negativity and just like, you know, every time I watch the news, it's just like some. So I think the, something happened that time and I just kind of like exploded or something happened and um, went to the streets. Uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest with you, being homeless, you know. I uh, met a lot of people. Uh, in, in the past two years, though, um, now I know my art more than, you know, my kind of style and a lot of art materials. And, you know, I can name things now. You know, I didn't even know the difference between acrylic and, and um, just pastel when I first began. You know, I was just, like, drawing whenever I felt like drawing, you know. So, um, I just happened to uh, drawing. People seeing it, was like, yo, um, go to Common Art, you know. Every Wednesday they, they do things over there, you know, you might get some materials, you know. And um, I went over there, you know. I met Heidi, she, she's been just like extra awesome, super awesome. She's like a superhero. Like, she's just, so many, she's helped me out so much with materials, and just, I thank God for her, you know. Um, common art, you know, sometimes, it, I still go, like, about, I try to go, like, every week, you know. Sometimes I, I don't feel like going there, you know, because, like, characters, I really don't like people too much sometimes. <laughs> the, um... But it reminds me, it gets kind of um, real and, you know, being in, in, out there in the streets, you know, because you forget what, you kind of forget, you know, what's good and what's bad, you know, because it's just, like, everywhere. And so I kind of go to common art to just, like, just a few hours, just, yeah. like, turn off my phone and just, like, you know, and just relax and do some artwork, you know, because everybody else is doing artwork in there, you know, kind of inspires me, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. And I believe he does have some artwork with us. He'll be around today. So can we also thank Rich uh, this morning? Well, again, our, our, guests, uh, our guests will be with us uh, throughout the day into the afternoon again, uh, library today at 2 o'clock. Well, let me pray for us before we go and pray for, pray for our artists this morning. God, we have heard and seen some powerful truths this morning in chapel. Uh, thank you for um, the way you've worked through Matthew's life 
and the way that common art has started through him and through uh, the passion and the, the art that you put in his heart and into his life. I thank you for Dante and Katerina and Frank and Brian and Rich, and I thank you for Mabel that's here with us today. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray you provide for them and care for them, and, and thank you for the gifts you've given them that they've been good stewards of. They take those gifts and then they give them back as an expression of their love for you, and they give them back to others to inspire. And so we are grateful for them. So thank you for blessing us and honoring us with their presence today. Pray your blessing upon Heidi. Thank you for her work and her love for this, this ministry, the part of the church. I pray your blessing upon her. Give her strength and energy and uh, long days for this important work. We thank you for Talia and all the work that she's done and the staff out uh, on Long Island and Boston Public Housing Commission. We pray an added blessing of strength and energy for them in these very difficult uh, last few months, especially through a very difficult winter. Thank you for their love uh, for the city of Boston, and, uh, and we pray your blessing upon them. Go with us now as we go our separate ways. May we not forget this chapel message. May we depart ENC whenever we graduate and go back into our churches and be reminded what we heard today and be forever changed. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. And amen. You are dismissed. Go in peace to love God and serve others.